Hey, and welcome to Vibing with Vi, with your host, Violet Mitzi. Now let's vibe. Hi, Vibers. Today we're joined with a very special guest. She was born in Newmarket, grew up in Barrie. She is a life coach and an RMT, loves relaxing and adventuring with her family, and her biggest pet peeve is just when people are rude. Give a warm welcome to Melissa Matson. Wow, applause. <laughs> How's it going today? It's pretty good. It's been one of those days. It's rainy and gray, so haven't done too much, which is nice. It's one of those yeah. days where I'm like, I just want to curl up in a ball and drink some hot cocoa, watch a movie, and not do anything, but I did the most today. <laughs> that is what I will be doing after this. That is my like legitimately my plans for the evening. I might try and get movie theater popcorn. That's, oh, that's solid. Yeah. Do you like Uber Eats? Because you can like Uber Eats everything now, especially Cineplex popcorn. You can, but it's cold. I'll just drive. Unless it's like Fair. earlier the rain was really bad, but I don't mind. I'll just drive. We live really close to a theater now, so. Nice. That is very, very convenient. What is your favorite thing to do when it's a rainy day? Is it just like chilling? Like doing a yeah. whole lot of nothing? Usually, I mean, obviously I can work from home too, which is nice because then I can work if I want to and I don't have to go out. But like, yeah, for sure. It's like make a tea. We have an indoor, like a fire, a wood burning fireplace. So right. I will, yeah, start a fire. Sounds like I'm going to burn my house. <laughs> I will like build, make a fire in the fireplace and like have a tea and just sit on the floor and usually do nothing, either play on my phone or read a little bit, things like that. Oh yeah, me too. I literally like to do absolutely nothing if I possibly can. I'm like, uh, yeah. I just want to watch a movie, binge something and just like lay in bed all day. Actually, yesterday I was a fucking potato. I'm like, oh my God, it's rainy. I don't want to do anything. So I was dumb and made a nail appointment on Thursday or Friday and then somehow managed to forget where I actually booked my nails. And then I just couldn't figure it out. Tried to be like, oh, where am I getting my nails done? I don't know. Where do I go? Called two places. They were like, no, we don't have you on our appointment list. Walked to one of them just to make sure. Nope. Yeah, I'm not there. Went to another one. They weren't open. So I couldn't even figure it out. And I was like, fuck this shit walked, got groceries from Farm Boy, got groceries from Loblaws, went home. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Like if that's not the universe telling me to just do nothing, I don't know what is. <laughs> it's so true. There's days like that where you're like, yep, I hear you. I'm done. I'm going home. <laughs> like, thank you for the message. So why don't we talk about you? Let's talk about, you know, what your career path started with and then how it got to where it is now, if you want to go into that. Yeah, totally. So massage was my first kind of big girl career. That was the one after I went to college and was in my early 20s. And I started, I came, I left college and I built my own practice or I started my own practice. And that was slow going, of course. So that was, you know, kind of piece by piece. And I built it up and it was, I think it was about a year before I was like legitimately fully busy, fully booked all the time. And it was really interesting because when I left school, I mean, like you have your people that believe in you. Like, you know, I had my mom, I had my friends, like I had you guys, I had Alex, a few people, but like I left school and I started telling other therapists that I wanted to run my own clinic because 
I thought, you know, you talk to other therapists, you talk to your peers group, I thought it'd be a good place. And I'm not kidding. Like it was like 90% of people, like you can't open your own right away. Like you have to go do something else first. Like you don't get clients from nowhere. It's way harder than you think. Like, and I remember being like, well, that's kind of shitty. Like I, I guess I thought it would be more encouraging and not that they, nobody was being malicious or mean or rude, but it was like, it, it was interesting to me how many people in a field of independent contractors because most rmts are independent contractors right how like poo poo they were about being an entrepreneur and like opening your own clinic but i kind of said fuck that because i knew i wanted to work for myself and i just you know i kind of make my mind up and do things even if they aren't maybe the easiest thing or even necessarily the wisest thing and uh, so i went through and i did that and it took about a year and then i ran my own clinic for about five years by the end I brought another girl in with me and uh, she ended up taking over the practice when I relocated to Ottawa but yeah that's so that's what I did for five years and I absolutely loved it I love massage I love the medical side behind it like we got to do all of the like pathology anatomy neuroanatomy um, physiology like all of that kind of stuff which I absolutely loved but what I found was that getting into massage is people get on the table and they're you break that intimacy barrier like it's touch, right? Which a lot of people don't necessarily even have a lot of in their general lives other than with their partner. And so people would get on the table and they would start confiding or talking about their life and talking about what they're going through. And I always really wanted to help them. And in Ontario, there's like some pretty strict rules about how involved you can be in like anything that is, could even be considered like therapy through a patient because it's, it's out of tea. Yeah. As an RMT. Wow. Yeah. Cause it's not within your scope. So like, we're yeah. not mental health professionals. We're not therapists. We're not counselors. We're not any of any of that stuff, like by definition. And because we're a regulated profession, they have a scope of what we do, which is what protects the public because then they can file a complaint. If I did something like some weird chiropractic adjustment and like injured my client. Right. Right. So it's very specific. And so the issue was, I found that I loved connecting with people this way. And I loved, I wanted to help them. And I, and I had people who were struggling with things that I had struggled with in the past or struggling with things that I had personally overcome. And I wanted to be able to help. And I like genuinely was not allowed. And then I found out about coaching, which is what I do now. And I realized that it was something that I could do. And so it, it, I got to take all of that part of, of the helping people and not the part of my job that was slowly ruining my body, which as much as I love massage, it was very quickly, it's a, it's a very heavy job. And I knew it's not something I could do forever because I love doing deep tissue massage and it's real hard on the body. So I was able to take all of the the parts of like connecting with people and helping people and that, that compassion and, and move it into my new career as a coach. So that's kind of like where I started and that's how it transitioned. Like it felt like a really natural transition because I still get to help. I still get to heal. It's just like a different vein. It's a different way of doing it. A different avenue. Yeah. I didn't really know there. Well, I mean, I guess I should know there's like rules and regulations when it comes to like what you can and cannot do, but it's funny because in terms of like massages that I've had, you're probably the only person that I ever talked to during my massage. And I mean, yeah, like I know we're friends, but like other, other massage therapists that have massaged me, they'll like try and talk to me. And I'm like, man, I didn't come here to talk. <laughs> like I came so here funny. because like, I just needed you to go elbow deep into my back. So yeah, like, I just need you to beat me up. Like, shh, shh, shh. 
Yeah. And, and like, it's so hard like, too, because then you're like, how do I like politely be like, please stop talking. Like this sucks. A good therapist will know when you like, that's, <laughs> oh, that's one of my pet peeves is like when people come to me and they, they, they'll say the same thing. They're like, I've been to therapists and like, I just didn't really want to talk. And they kept talking. And I'm like, no, a good therapist can tell when to shut the fuck up. Like you give them every patient does this thing where they really, they feel like they have to talk to you. Yeah. So they get the awkward, like, so how long have you been doing this? Or like, how was your day? And they do like the couple awkward questions and you answer them politely and you bring it back. And then if they start giving shorter answers, that's the hint. That's the like, yeah. I only asked you cause I was being polite. And that's where you take that hint and you shut up. <laughs> you, don't, you don't talk to them anymore. And it is shocking to me. And like, I'm not here to fuck. I'm not here to shit on anybody, but like, it is shocking how many people don't don't pick that cue up where it's like no I know this is people don't want to talk I'm that way as a therapist like when I go for my massage don't talk to me I talk to people all day I don't I don't want (laughs) to that's like me too I'm like I talk all day and I just want you to massage my body and and I don't feel like talking sometimes I'm like "Uh," I would put in like an air bud and I'd be like seriously even with nothing on it I'm like it's the same when I went for massages, I wouldn't, there's that little, usually in the form and it'll ask what you do. And I'll pretend that I don't see it a lot of times or like fill it in like really vague because as soon as they find out that I'm also a massage therapist, oh, they then they just want to talk about massage therapy. And I'm like, the last thing I want to do during my massage is literally talk about work. <laughs> no, I would just put in customer service. <laughs> yeah, something like that, something super vague or like, healthcare and like they usually just leave it because then they assume you're a nurse or something right and it's like no I just don't and I know you could like you can say like a few times I've said or you'll say like oh yeah I just really love being here to have like quiet time and like sometimes people wake up on it but (laughs) that's not you don't profession (laughs) sometimes people just don't don't get the hint I feel like there's a lot of different professions where you'll have a conversation you're like I didn't come here to tell you my life story and I'm sorry I don't want to know yours either I never in a million years thought I would say things like this but I guess with my old age that's coming I'm like I could just do less talking and less you know I could do more listening or we could just like not do either and it's perfect yeah. for me you don't actually have to do any of this that's fine <laughs> no conversing I'm good I'm good I'm conversed out on and I've that. Been that way forever like even though I love like I do I love connecting with people I love the jobs that I've had but like I'm an introvert at heart like when I'm on me time I don't I just don't want to <laughs> <laughs> so funny so true I feel like COVID has really made me like not a lot introverted but now I'm definitely like hmm, I really enjoy just like hanging out and not interacting with people all day every day but I like going out and doing stuff but I like having that mix where like it's nice having like one day a week where I'm doing less not 100% staying at home being a homebody but like just like you know taking that time to just like de-stress whether that's me doing stuff for the podcast or watching a show or going on my peloton something to just like kind of that's the thing it doesn't have to be vegging it's just for you I think like you said I think the pandemic brought that to a lot of I think a lot of people didn't realize how much they lacked balance to begin with yeah and it wasn't until they were forced to kind of step back where they realized that like oh I never stopped or like oh I never did things for myself 
And once people were like, we're shown that and we're treated to that, like, I think, a, I think the majority of people have done what you did and like, not necessarily fully flipped into an introvert magically, but like taken a step back and definitely take more time for themselves now to, to care for and de-stress. At least I, I hope so. I definitely realized that I talk more or I was talking more than I was maybe perhaps listening. So like mm. even just like in general conversation, I'm constantly trying to be mindful of like when I'm having a conversation with somebody, whether it's work related or, or, you know, personal, whatever it can be to take the time to pause and just listen and like formulate my thoughts, but also think about what they're saying before I'm thinking about what I want to say next, whether it's related or not, and, and kind of just taking that time. Whereas I feel like pre pandemic, I was go, 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 go. And I think that that made me like, whether that was fixated on what was going on in my life or the things going on around me, I was just so focused on kind of like pushing the goalpost farther and farther. And like, I can still do that, but by taking the time to listen to what other people have, have to say or want to do as well as taking the time to know that maybe some of the things that I was doing before that I thought were like me time. And for me, weren't so much actually me decompressing they were me time for sure I was doing things that made me happy but maybe not decompressing whereas like I feel like my stress levels were really really high pre-covid and like as things have like relaxed a little bit more with covid restrictions I feel like less and less stressed overall just because I feel like I'm decompressing more than I was before I don't really think I was like actually taking the time to check in and be like, do I need to just like chill for five minutes? Do I need to just shut the fuck up? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> do I need to sit more quiet and just reflect for a little bit? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Which is wild. All right. So coaching, when did you become, you know, sort of interested? You kind of touched on it that like when you were doing massage that you realized you like to talk to people, but when did you kind of like really get the wheels in motion it was sort of this year right where you're like okay I'm gonna take things on a different path yeah so it was it was actually a little bit before that like it's been yeah okay maybe about a year if I really sit and think about it like a year that I've been kind of into it if I'm being honest it was one it was something that I always wanted to do but I didn't know that coaching was an industry was a thing at the time I had always wanted to potentially get into some form of like mental health work. I always liked the idea of getting into like therapy or counseling, but I didn't necessarily want to get into anything that that pointed because again, they're the same thing. They're all regulated bodies, right? And then they're a whole different form of education and you have to get into like working with, I shouldn't say you have to, but a lot of them work with like diagnoses and things like that. And I just didn't really want to get into all of that necessarily either. So then I met my partner's sister is actually like a very successful coach. She does very well. And she started telling me about it. And I was like, that's the answer. Like, that's the thing that I've wanted to do this whole time. I I love the counseling and the connection and the helping people. And it was like, so when she told me about it, it was kind of like, that's what clicked. So I started asking her questions about how to get into it. And so for about six to eight months before I actually, like, like you said, like got the ball rolling and started out as a coach. I sat down and I wrote a program, which I actually will probably be releasing 
as a book instead. So I think I'm going to self-publish that because I wrote it not really realizing how coaches set up their programs. So I wrote this big, like, it's all like written, like it's got chapters and homework exercises and all this. And then I realized that once I started working as a coach and getting into coaching, most courses are, they're verbal. You sit down, you teach, you go over things with your group or your student or however you're running it. And even a course where it's like a a self-study, it's usually video. So then I was like, oh, well, now I have this massive (laughs) program that I've already pre-written and edited and done all this stuff with. So I was like, well, I'll publish it as a book. So I think I'm going to do that. So that's coming out at one point. And then, yeah, so then I started realizing that it's, yeah, I'm actually, it should be good. I like, I'm just going to self-publish it and everything, at least so far, that's the plan. But yeah, so that's what made me realize then that to get into coaching, I had to like, like you said, like get the ball rolling and start kind of putting myself out there because it's more of a in-person zoom call kind of meetings space for the most part of course everybody's business looks different but yeah that's kind of where I'm at for now so right now I'm focusing on like a one-to-one coaching scenario so you would sign up with me I've got a three-month program running right now so it's like three months one-to-one contact you set out your goals and we work through them and things like that so that's kind of how the ball got rolling and where I started and where I am now and yeah. What's the frequency? Uh, when, like, how often are you typically meeting with people uh, as a part of that three month program? So this particular three month program is a biweekly Zoom call. And okay. then you have unlimited Voxer access. So Voxer is like a walkie talkie app. So it's a, it's a 20, 24 hour. Uh, one okay. of the things I teach is boundaries. So of course, there's boundaries to that. I don't answer all the time, no matter what, you know, if I receive a voice message at the middle of the night, Actually, you know what? I'm more likely to answer a middle of the night one than I am a morning one. But so. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's there's usually limits or within reason on that. But that means that person, whenever they're having like, oh, should I meant to ask this or should run that by, they can pick up and, and send that message out whenever they want. And then I get back to them the next day. So it's one-to-one um, hour-long meetings bi-weekly. And then in between there, there's just kind of like back, back and forth discourse through whatever they're working through at the time or questions or support. Um, that's kind of the beauty of it. The particular, this particular one-to-one is that it's not a group program. So there's not necessarily like week one, we do this week two, we do this. Like I have my general structure that I work through or that I take my patients through. Sorry, that's leftover massage therapy talk. (laughs) I take my clients through. I know there's pillars that we need to touch on to get through the transformation that I would like to bring forward but everybody's goals are different. So I don't get to be like, this is what I teach. And it's the fucking transformation that you're getting. It's more like people bring it to me because they know what I teach and they see how it can apply to their goals. And then we hammer that out into the program that is best suited for them. Okay. So do you, I I know that it sounds like it's more tailored specific to what people are looking at, but do you have a general like kind of programs that you're like okay we could work on boundaries or we could work on stress management or we could work on life balance or something like that you said pillars so I kind of just want to you know gear into and that and if you can elaborate a little bit more on that as much as you can at least yeah oh of course yeah no I can totally elaborate on it there's no secrets it's all good so (laughs) the pillars like the big main pillars would be leadership uh confidence and then (laughs) 
I apologize. I actually have a notebook here. I have to, yeah, yeah. no, I get all my, I get my words sometimes all jammed together. There's multiple things. So what our viewers can't see. And also you is I actually have a word document on half my screen and you on the other. So I always go back and forth. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I would have loved to do that, but I put it on my phone. Cause I, I don't know if you, when we set up the, the test, like ages ago for the other interview, we pulled it up on my laptop and it was like, I was, it looked like looking at me through like a foggy window. Like my laptop camera is actual poop. So <laughs> it looked so like I'm we on my went... phone, which means I don't have my documents, but in any case, so I've got my, my three main pillars. Yep. It's confidence, consistency, and growth. I speak pretty heavily to entrepreneurs, mostly because that's where I have a passion. Like I've created businesses. I've always loved to do things like that. So like, I love working with entrepreneurs and either helping them. My two favorite things are helping like entrepreneurs who already have a business. So like successful entrepreneurs, I don't necessarily mean that that way, but who have achieved a certain level of success and then are plateauing and they can't seem to break through that glass ceiling. So I love being able to like connect with them and find those pieces, like where they're not having like the leadership that they need to step into or the confidence in themselves, because a lot of time what's holding people back, they'll think, I need more systems or I need more this. I need more clients. I need more whatever. When really it's like the relationships with those clients, it's trusting their decisions. It's stepping into roles in their business that maybe they didn't think they could fulfill. And then growth, of course, being my other pillar that helps them really grow. And then the other group that I like working with is people who are like just on the cusp of either starting a business or making a big change in life. So like a big move, a switch to a new job or a new company, something where they're like just there, but again, they feel that something's holding them back. Helping right. people crack that open and break through into that is like my two most favorite places to work. So when I'm working with the confidence, consistency, and the growth, I work through in the confidence area. That's where we get into like boundaries, values, self-talk, all of those things, because negative self-talk and not being connected with like your own core values are two of the major things I see holding people back. And I know that sounds silly. Like you're like, my self-talk would not affect my career moving forward, but it absolutely does in all industries. But especially if you're in an industry where you're like in a service industry or helping other people, because if you treat yourself like shit, you're more likely to let yourself be in situations where other people are treating you like shit. And that is, that's where you're going to stall because you're, you're not letting yourself be seen as a leader and authority because you don't believe that you are. Yeah. And if you're acting out of alignment with your core values. So if you're somebody who says like, yeah, I really, I'm an honest person. I really value honesty, but you're doing a job, you know, that you hate, or you're working with people that you, that don't hold up the same values as you, you're, there's a, there's a disconnect there. There's a misalignment. Preach. (laughs) Yeah. You know, my last stuff. (laughs) It's true though, right? And then you don't necessarily move forward in that area because it turns out the whole time you thought you were trying to succeed, but you weren't because you weren't working within alignment with the things that are like genuinely important to you. And then boundaries, of course, because if you're overworking, over delivering, if you're working 24 seven, you're immediately going to put yourself into burnout. And that's where people, that's the one I see the most where people are like, oh, I just need more systems, or I just need somebody to take over my social media, or I just need somebody to take over this. And it's like, yeah, don't get me wrong. That would be helpful. But the core issue is that you don't have boundaries. You don't say no, you don't charge enough for your time. So even though you're working all these hours, you're not making the money that you need to, to sustain the business, like whatever that is, 
And then again, that links back quite often back to like self-confidence and things like that. So that's why that is like one major pillar because all within there, you can uncover just a wealth of things that are holding people back. And just by aligning that properly, people already see their life start to change, which is like really, really cool. And it's really rewarding for people to see that, right? Like when they, when they just start working and you're able to give them like three or four actionable things and then their life starts improving or they start getting closer and closer to their goals or even just achieving their goals they see they make those connections and they're like oh damn it's you were right it's not more systems or it's not more things like it's it's really cool and then so consistency consistency when I use it like I I do mean being consistent with your work I do mean you know for me that's things like posting on Instagram all like regularly to be connecting with people but I also use it almost as a synonym for determination because like you have to be you have to be determined and you have to be consistent to get something done so people think maybe that like oh I'm doing xyz and it's not working well the thing is you have to be consistent through that even when there's not evidence that it's working because not everything is an overnight fix you can't necessarily implement one thing and the next day have it just fix your problem and be done so you have to be consistent when things don't look like they're working, when things aren't going your way, when you feel like shit. And again, I don't mean working through like when you're sick or anything, take time, heal yourself. But like when you feel crappy because you've been working really hard and you're not seeing things go the way you want them, or maybe there's areas that you don't love working on, like that's entrepreneurship, baby. Like you have to push through the tough times. And I mean, I have to go through this myself too. Like I just, I wallowed the whole weekend. Like I just had one of those weekends where- I was just, you know, I've been, I just did a rebrand and I just implemented a bunch of new things. I'm really excited about them and I want everything to be instant. And I had, I had to take a weekend to like grieve the fact that things don't happen at light speed the way I want them to, but you can't let that stop you. You can't let that be what gets in your way. And so it's kind of nice to like give myself a taste of my own medicine sometimes. Like (laughs) if I'm wrong, it's bitter, but like, it's nice. And then the last pillar is growth. And that's something that I focus on growth is a result that I hope that my clients get, but growth is also something that I feel people need. I don't want to say to be walked through, but definitely need to have space held for them in because growth is scary. Growth is where your nervous system starts to panic because you're encountering things that you've never encountered before that you maybe don't have files on. So your brain is like, this isn't safe or (laughs) we can't go here, you know, like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes because it doesn't know. And so focusing on regulating your nervous system and remaining calm and confident and consistent through that growth is super, super important. And that's where you get into things like emotional regulation. That's where you get into things like nervous system regulation and stuff like that, which is what ties back into the medical part, the part that I love so much about massage therapy, because I still get to talk a lot about the nervous system, like the parasympathetic nervous system and the the adrenaline responses. And I can use a lot of my massage techniques, obviously not the hands-on ones, but like the mental, the calming techniques to help people cope with the growth and the expansion that they experience in the programs with me. So it's pretty cool that I have like that extra background that I can bring forward to hold space for my clients and help them experience their expansion in a way that's like really exciting, but feels less like having to throw up on a roller coaster. So 
<laughs> I, I like that analogy throw up on a roller coaster. Cause I definitely <laughs> know that I, I feel that sometimes it's not like adrenaline kick and you're like, Whoa, this is really cool. But now I'm terrified and I'm going to die. <laughs> exactly. It like it happens. Like you're like, yes, this is what I want. And then it starts happening and you're like, like I know I hate to like, there's that meme of that little kid on the slide where the kid's going down and he's like, and it's like, that's what change feels like. Like it's exciting and you want it. And then halfway down, you're like, oh, no, no, I changed my mind. I'm turning back. I'm turning and that's back. Exactly it. And you don't want to, nobody wants to, but there is that moment of panic. And if you don't have the tools to get through that or the support to get through that, you will end up either turning back of your own accord or self-sabotaging and stopping yourself from getting what you want, which is a big thing that I see with the, like the clients that I'm speaking to, because like I said, they feel that they've hit a glass ceiling, but a lot of times that glass ceiling is them holding themselves back because the change, the idea of rapid change, especially when it means that it might drastically change their life is really scary. That's very cool. I'm very excited to hear about all the things that you're working on. I, I think it's amazing everything that you're doing. And I didn't realize that you had this pillar system. I think it's just really interesting listening to how you're kind of categorizing things into different pillars and how they all kind of intertwine and flow in the same direction. What up my vibers? Catch part two of this episode on December 28th. And since we won't get a chance to talk, I want to wish everyone a happy holidays. Stay safe. Bye. Well, that concludes today's episode. Bye, Vibers. Whoa.